Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts... Tom Zappala, and Rico Petroselli. Rico, 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 how you doing, Oh, uh, good start, Tom. It's nice to be with you after Yeah, I miss you, man. You're on one side well, of the... Well, I'm in... Yeah, I'm on... It's a little chilly here. It was. It was a little chilly in the morning when Elsie, uh, the wife, uh, walked the dog. Uh, <laughs> it was in the 40s, low 40s, 30s. Now, for Florida, that's cold, folks. So what case. is it now? Because right now here... Yeah, it's, it's better. We're about 72 right now. Yeah, we're right up there till six, yeah, high sixties, seven. It's supposed to be seventy six today, but that you know, uh, it's, it's good. I got no complaints. Uh, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer Rico Petroselli. Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show. We have a good show today. We've got Jordan Gilroy from Leland's coming on. Then our good friend uh, Brian Dwyer from REA Auctions, and finally Scotty Russell from the Collector Connection. But first. Yeah. Our headlines. All right. Rico, another one, baby. Another one. Atlanta oh. area shop, latest target of smash and grab burglars. You can have the front door fixed and clean up the glass, but being the victim of an expensive crime is a tough feeling to shake. The latest hobby shop deal was at BT Collectibles, just north of Atlanta. Uh, thieves mashed their way into the shop early last Sunday morning. Once inside, they hammered away at display cases, holding sports and gaming cards. Over $100,000 worth of inventory was taken. Some of the shop's customers, though, have been uh, stopping by to lend support. Fox 5 in, uh, in Atlanta has been covering it. The owner said customers on Facebook told customers on Facebook that he's still working to determine exactly what was taken. It's happening all over the hobby, all over the country. Okay. If you have valuables, if you have a store, invest the money, get the security you need. Rick, you can hire Petroselli as an armed yeah. guard. Rico, can will you do that? Yeah, what's that thing? The laser, the hazer? I'll bring a hazer with me. Yeah, that's good. You that's know, you can you can buy hazers. I didn't realize hazers. that. They're called tasers. Oh, tasers, yeah, right, right, hazers. right. Hazers. All right, so for more information on this story, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. Our good friend Rich Miller and the gang at Sports Collectors Daily, they do a great job. Hey, listen, before we bring uh, Jordan in, just a couple of things regarding programming notes. Um you know, what we're trying to do, for obviously, uh, for those of you that watch us on Facebook, on the PSA Facebook page or your own pages, uh, you can always watch the show. A couple of things we're asking, though. If you're going to watch the show on Facebook, please, if you get the opportunity, share it with your friends. We really want to expand our footprint on Facebook. And I am going to be focusing on YouTube because we want to do the same thing. We'd like to get you guys all on YouTube, too. Just go to the Great American Collectible Show. Subscribe. Uh, I'm going to be manning the YouTube site a lot so we can talk to each other. And again, just, you know, we're on all of the different kinds of platforms. We're on uh, Podbean, Alexa, iHeartRadio. We're on uh, 980 WCAP up in the Boston area. Uh, all that good stuff. So. We just want to expand, share the show. We would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's bring in our friend, Jordan Gilroy from, I just mentioned Alexa's name as she just went on. Crazy world. Uh, Jordan Gilroy from uh, Leland's Auction. Jordan, how are you, brother? Uh, good, how are you? Good. Jordan, you guys have uh, uh, you have a, a, a really cool uh, auction going on. First of all, what are the start and end dates? It's on right now. It uh, it closes this Sunday. Closes this Sunday on uh, on Leland's dot com. Yep. Yep. Uh, for, how's Hef doing, by the way? He's great. He was actually just at the uh, the Bengals game, so that was uh, invigorating. I'm sure. Wow! <laughs> wow! That was a crazy That's game. Wow! That's Fantastic. It. Yeah, uh, it's good. Listen, one thing I noticed about the auction. Equipment, man. You guys got a ton of equipment. Can you tell us about some of the equipment you have in this up in this auction? 
we actually have a pretty cool selection of whalers jerseys that are like the the top sellers right now i think they're at a combined like 10 grand for three of them and this is a pop-up like one of our smaller auctions so to see that success before the auction even closes is pretty awesome um and we also have photo match jerseys of um cam hayward Dwayne Haskins, uh, Darren Waller, Taysom Hill, some of them photo match, some of them not. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're just taking that, that shift from cards to memorabilia. You know, something, it seems like everybody's That's doing true. that. Uh, you know, we're kind of, I mean, I kind of love it. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before. I've, uh, I've kind of gravitated over to memorabilia. It's just kind of cool. It's cool stuff, you know, just cool stuff. Rick. Yeah. Well, you like it because it's it's different. The cards, there's always the cards, the cards, the cards, which is important. But you get some good memorabilia. And, uh, you know, my era when I've witnessed, nobody saved anything. There was nothing. Guys, the bats that would go back to the owners. Uh, but it was it was a lot different. But what what's the reason why, I was going to ask Jordan, That's a what's good- What's yeah. the reason why they there's more interest in memorabilia, uh, memorabilia now? Uh, well, because cards are, you know, not the best anymore. So people are kind of looking for the next thing. And tickets mm-hmm. had their day. Photos had their day. Memorabilia has always been great. But that's the stuff that's been secured this whole time. And people are realizing that. <coughs> and, uh, yeah, the prices for some of these game-used items are just, you know, some people would say you know, they look at some prices and say, oh, the market's perfectly fine, even though it's, you know, the top one to 5%. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just history. It's yeah, each man. piece is a one-on-one. There are no two items are the same. And, you know, if you, let's say you and your son go to a game, a Yankee game, and you could buy the jersey of Aaron Judge from that game that you were at, I mean, that is something mm-hmm. you can't really find in a card. Yeah. Jordan, uh Getting back to cards for a minute, it seems as though there's been a nice spike in autograph cards. I'm not necessarily talking about modern. I mean, I know there's a ton of them, modern uh, uh, um, signed cards, but vintage cards, that seems to be really, really hot right now. That's tough to get, aren't they? I mean, yeah, well, now especially, but talk about like a Mickey Mantle signed rookie or Jackie Robinson signed 52 tops or any uh-huh. part of Jackie Robinson. I mean, they're obviously not signing anymore. So uh, what's out there is out there. And now they just don't pop up. So well, Joe, does. Joe Jackson couldn't spell his name. That exactly. Well, uh, oh, using, but using Rico as an example, and I'm, I'm serious about the question. Yeah. Okay. If, if, if Rico, if there was a Rico rookie card, 1963 or 64 Rico. What Three. Was All right. So there's a 1963 well, Rico Petroselli card. I know there was, you know, with Jerry Stevenson, but if that card was signed in 1963 in ink by Rico, rather than, at last year's national in, in, in Sharpie is the original ink signature worth more than him signing it 50 years later? Uh, it should, but there's, you know, there's like a debate of, would you rather have an older autograph that is a little faded and grades, let's say a six out of 10 on a PSA slab, or would you rather have a signature from yesterday? That's a PSA 10 signature. So it's, I guess it's just about the opinion. I mean, if you're trying to make money, then that is something else. But, you know, me personally, I would rather have the one that's signed in the 60s that isn't as sharp. But other people, if they're trying to sell it, then they just care what's on the slab. And a 10 auto is better than anything less. Uh, you mentioned Jackie Robinson. Whatever happened? Uh, well, whatever happened. What happened to his, I think it was his contract that was uh uh, uh, valued at I don't know how many millions. Did it go to the archives or, or the? Uh, I think it's at the Hall of Fame, isn't it? The Hall of Fame or somewhere. Should be, yeah. I mean, that yeah, is I, definitely I, a Hall of Fame caliber piece. Well, I, I mean, I, they, they said the worth was like thirty million dollars or something. I I don't know. Right, but, Pe- uh, it's funny because Petroselli's first uh, uh, contract is hanging in an Arby's in downtown <laughs> Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go there and take. Thanks. I'll offer him. What? I'll offer him five hundred bucks. I'll we'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, what about pre-war cards? Though you do have some pre-war cards in this uh, auction. 
Oh, yes. Those are always secure. I mean, vintage is always going to be great. It, it probably won't fluctuate as much as modern on the high side, but it also won't dip as far down on the low side. So, I mean, people are always trying to buy back their childhood and no matter Absolutely. what year that is, it's yeah. always going to be around. All right. So when the uh, auction ends mm. this Sunday, what is the auction website address, Jordan? Leland's.com. Hey, when is your big next big blockbuster uh, auction? Uh, we actually have two coming up. One is our second focus auction, one of those 50 lot yeah. auctions of like $10,000 plus material. That opens January 29th and closes the day before the Super Bowl. And then our classic auctions, the thousand lot ones, that one will start in early March and end uh, late March. We'll do a show with you on that one. All right, yeah. kiddo. Say hi to everyone. All uh, right. Take at, care. Uh, at Leland's. We love yeah. you. And uh, take Jordan. care. Jordan Gilroy. Thank you. You too. From hey, Jordan. Leland's. Good yeah. guy. Good yes. guy. Yes. Yeah, nice wonderful guy. So listen. Uh, uh, yeah. How you doing? All right. Everything good? Yeah. Doing good. Doing right. good. Hitting the golf ball a little bit. The driving range. Good for you. All right. Let's bring in our main guest, uh, a good friend of the show. Been with us since day one. Yep. Uh, our good friend, Brian Dwyer from REA Auctions. Brian, how you doing, brother? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, good to see you. Good. You know, Brian, I, I, jumps out, MJs. You got a PSA 9 uh, MJ uh, in your auction. That card has not lost any any steam at all, correct? And yet there are thousands of them out there. What's, what is, is it just a mystique of MJ? What's MJ? Yeah. Mickey Gentle? Yeah, Mickey Gentle. <laughs> exactly. Who's so for his lesser known, uh, his lesser known brother, Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he, that's right, Michael. Jordan. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody earlier, the greatest basketball player of all time, and so he's always going to be in demand. We've seen his mm. prices fluctuate over the last couple of years, but it's just uh, no matter the supply, the demand is there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you have just one in the auction. You have a bunch of them. Uh, we have a PSA nine in this auction. We have several more coming up over the next couple months. So they, they just keep turning up. Unbelievable. Rick. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's this guy, he's the, there's more to him than just his ability. I mean, his personality, we talked about that. I love the guy. I mean, I think he, him and Dr. J were my, uh, were my favorites. All right. But okay. That's okay. a good example. Well, look, all right, you're okay. saying, you're saying he and Dr. J, but you know, a Dr. J card, is is not worth anywhere near no, what I an know. MJ card is worth. I know, but another another favorite of mine was uh, Willie Mays. You got some fifty two top signed Mays signed also Mays. Wow. Yeah, so that's one of the uh, featured lots in this February or excuse me January auction that ends this weekend. A beautiful signature, PSA graded and authenticated, and fifty two tops. As if it wasn't collectible enough, when you add the signature to these cards, they go to another level. You know, can I just say one thing, Tom, about signatures? Those guys like Mantle right behind you, they were legible. I mean, you could you could make it out. They're beautiful. And so Ted well, Williams, that's a good that point. That's a very good point. Uh, these guys, the guys nowadays, they, they scribble. You don't even know who it is. That is a damn good point. I never, I never really thought about it. But, I mean, even like Rico, you and I have talked about this a zillion times. You have signed thousands of autographs over your professional career you're you have a very very long name and i have watched you sign baseballs especially and i mean you, you it's just you, the the way you guys all signed your names was just perfect perfect joe dimaggio and Mays and all of those hank uh, aaron they had beautiful signatures i mean you know there, uh, i went to a golf tournament uh, one time and they had a uh a helmet red sox helmet it was um, what's his name, Gio Parra there. Uh, <laughs> Stop it! You coached the guy, Garcia Parra. Right, Garcia <laughs> Parra. It was scribbled, so the guy. It was an auction. The guy spent sixty six hundred dollars for it. Right, he gets the thing, goes back to his uh, his table, looks at it because we're all you know giving him a hand, looking at him. He looks at it. He he walks back up and says. You can keep the 600. He says, nobody's going to know who this guy is. They won't believe me. No. Because you couldn't make it out. Really, it was just scribbled. So what do you attribute that to, Brian? Uh, and he's hitting a damn good point. 
All the old timers, man, they had some great signatures. Wagner, Cobb, all those guys. Some of these guys, there's no way you can make out the signature. Is it because they signed so many? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that the demands for signatures are probably greater than they are or than they were, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to sell a signature on eBay. And um, the other thing, too, and we talk about this at work here because I have some guys that work for me who are in their 20s. They were never taught cursive. So, you know, the the art of handwriting is something that is no longer taught. Everything's on a computer. Everything's plugged in, typed in. So uh, that's right. Guys that work for me, where I can't, I can't read what they what they script because they never learned. Unbelievable. We are chatting with uh, Brian Dwyer from REA Auctions. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to take a quick break. Petroselli is going to go fill up his beer bottle or whatever the hell you're drinking. What are you drinking? No, no, no. Huh? What are you drinking? Anything? Yeah, vitamin B12. There you go. No water. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Take care. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, Homeowner's insurance is all most people need, but for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. You know he's from New York. We still love him. On deck oh. with Rito Patricelli. All right. It is time for our segment On Deck with Rico. Brought to you by our good friend, Brian Dwyer, who we happen to have on the show today with us, and the great <laughs> staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. 
That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Hi, Rick. Oh. This week's question was submitted yeah. by a gentleman. His name is Bill Grace. And yeah. you, will, you will get a Great American Collectibles t-shirt uh, in the mail at some point in time. Yeah. This is a very easy question, Rico. In your opinion. <laughs> thank, thank God. In Go your ahead. opinion, who was better, very simply, Mantle or Maze, since you played with them? Uh, played against both from, of them. I played against both of them for many years. Yeah. Who was the best? Uh, you know, it's a tough one. Um, because because they both have you know such fabulous uh, stats. And I Brian, mean, jump in here, by the way. Yeah, uh, man, I would say uh, Maze was uh, probably a little better all around. You know what I mean with uh, uh, stealing bases, and uh, of course, Mantle uh, tore up his knee uh, early in his career. But he was he was very fast. But yeah, but wasn't Mace, but overall, Mace was a Mace was a better outfielder too, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I think Mace, you know, Mace is just uh, just overall again, you know, the great arm, uh, hit for average, hit for for power, you name it. I mean, he could do it all. Great. I mean, he covered left field and right field as well as center. But he was he was a great player. And uh, Mickey was a little a different style of player, you know, not as flashy. Uh, Maze with the remember the catch, Maze with the oh god, yeah, the basket catch, <laughs> over, basket over catch. His, people, well, Rico, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this: Go ahead, in, yeah. in your thirteen-year career, Go ahead. Who was the best player that you ever played against? Is Willie the best that you ever yeah. played against? Yeah, yeah, yeah play, you know, I played against uh, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron was a great hitter. He wasn't flashy, you know how he was. Uh, he was just a great, great hitter and a good outfielder. But Willie was great. I mean, geez, in every aspect of the game, uh, it was amazing. Um, you know, uh, he, he what he had six hundred plus home six sixty, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, of course, Hank had over seven hundred, but uh, they're both great. But Mickey was a different, different, different. Plus his injuries late in his career, he really couldn't do very much. Uh, he could have played, you know, probably another three years at least if he was healthy. But, hey, uh, but Willie, uh, Willie's great. I, I, Brian, I don't know if we've ever asked you the question. Uh, we've asked many of the other guys, uh, your friendly competitors, the question. So Petroselli caught um, Mantle's last hit. It wasn't out. a hit. It was a, his last out. It was a pop-up. No one knew that Mantle was going to retire the next year, but it was the last game of the season. He hits a pop-up. Petroselli catches it and throws it on the mound. If we had the provenance, what would that ball be worth today, Brian? That'd, be a, good, that'd be a good ball to have. <laughs> that'd be uh, – Tens of thousands of dollars. Would, be Would it really? <laughs> Would it really? <laughs> if you knew some of the stuff that's gone through Rico's hands. All right, let's get back to the auction. T206 yeah. cards, man. You got a bunch of them. Tell us about them. Yeah, so like like MJ rookies, no shortage of cobs, but no slowdown in the demand. So we've got several in this auction. We've got uh, mostly mid mid to low grade in this in this auction. Couples, uh, we got a really nice red portrait with a sovereign back. Um, nice high grade Matthewson. So there's over 350 T206s in this auction alone. It, it's nice. it's wow. it just seems as though the T206 collection is still the foundation of the vintage card collecting. Uh, some of them are very affordable, and uh, many hobbyists seem to use that as their base uh, to start with. Hmm. Is, is that pretty much the case? Yeah, yeah, we see it frequently. And, you know, I mean, you know, as well as anybody with over 500 cards in the set, you can make incremental progress. So you can you can add a card here and there. There's going to be plenty of challenges. There's going to be plenty of cards you have to pay up for, but you can really chip away at it. And, uh, you know, you can finish it quickly if you have the money. But for a lot of people, it's a it's a long, long process. But should collectors who are hopefully watching the show or listening to it, should they do as you say right there is look for the cards that may be pretty affordable in the T206 uh, area and then go from there? I don't mean their initial you know, buy, but it could be after, after a little while and they've accumulated a little bit of money, you know, 
uh, discretionary money, and they can afford maybe not a, not as big a name. Good, that's a good question. I mean, is it easy? Is it a because, good idea? Yeah, good. That's a good question. Like, is it easy to buy? Do you advise somebody to buy ten or fifteen? How come you're repeating my question? Well, no, we because, don't because, you think he understands me? No, well, <laughs> uh, hold on. Ten to fifteen commons. <laughs> is it better to buy ten to fifteen commons? Yeah. PSA four rather than one Tykoff. That's what I was going to say. Thank you, Rico. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think it's it really depends on what your long term goals are. If you're looking for, uh, you know, a, a long term project, then the Commons they'll set you on the path towards a nice long term project. If you're looking for something that's going to be a blue chip that you stock away and it becomes part of your investment portfolio, the Cobb's going to probably get you more bang for your buck long term. But um, I think T206 is a great gateway set for a lot of people, provides years and years of entertainment, a lot of different ways to collect it. And you can collect it at every type of budget. You know, if you want to spend $20 on a common, mm. there are cards out there for you. If you want to spend $2,000 on commons, there's cards out there for you too. So I love T206 for its versatility. You know, Brian, did you, uh, did, uh, you know, the, uh, the movie with the uh, Hanks and the, and the woman's, the baseball team, I've met a few of them actually, um, you know, uh, they came to, uh, the fantasy camp, Red Sox fantasy camp. Do they have cards and are they worth anything? Good question. Yeah. So uh, they have, as far as I know, cards, but more, um, commemorative mm -hmm. modern, modern style cards. Yeah. You know, League of Their Own made that women's league um, rise in popularity and rise in, in, in acknowledgement. People, a lot of people didn't even know it was a thing. So yeah. they've done shows, they've done signings, they've done conventions. And yeah. coincidentally, just the other day, we actually got a ball and a bat signed by a lot of those early women's league baseball players. Yeah. So I think they're fascinating. The movie is obviously great. Um, not aware of any cards that are contemporary. Mm when those women played, but certainly they've, they've produced some collectibles after the fact. Yeah. I, I, you know, just to follow up on what Rico's asking, <clears throat> do you ever get involved with female sports cards? Not necessarily baseball, but like uh, Babe Dickerson or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, golf cards or, or Olympic athletes. Is there any value in, in, in the really good quality vintage ones? Well, absolutely. I mean, any any female athlete that's at the top of her sport or craft is going to have a collector base. I mean, we see it with Venus Williams uh, is is a really good example of a female yeah. athlete drawing a lot of attention, and her card prices have escalated dramatically over the course of her career, going back into the '30s. Babe Dickerson and Sport Kings, we've sold a fair number of her cards, and then even back into the 19th century, there's some female um, themed baseball player cards no name players but they have a good collecting base mm. so yeah we 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 love those cards when we get them uh what about, about go ahead Rick. no i was gonna say uh post-war examples you got yeah. some stuff right after the war coming out in this current auction yeah 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 so we've got mm. uh we've got over three thousand lots in this auction uh we're nice. breaking up this is the first round of a lot of sets that we've gotten consigned to us over the last couple of weeks and months. So we're breaking up the first part of the 52 top set. Um, that'll appear over the next four auctions culminating in our spring catalog auction with the mantle and the maze and the Robinson. Um, and a lot of unopened material from the seventies and eighties, which has been a really hot segment of the market. So no, no shortage of stuff to choose from. Nice. Brian sticking with the unopened stuff for, for a while. Um, you said 70s and 80s. Let's go 80s into the early, mid-90s. That real junk wax era. Is is that uh, starting to come around or not? Is it still dead in the water? Yeah, so, I mean, I, it's not uh, it's not big market movers. And, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule, right? So you have 93 SP boxes are still three grand because people are going hunting for Derek Jeter rookies. But some of that uh, early 90s, late 80s top stuff, it's still in that junk wax category, but people like it because they, that's the way they introduce at a cheap level, the, the hobby to the next generation. So so we still see a lot of that getting bought. Uh, diamond stars. You have any diamond stars mm. in your auction? We do. So actually we just took in a tremendous um, master set. So really nice mid grade to high grade all the way up to 8.5. 
again, similar to the 52 top set, we're breaking that down over the next three to four months. Um, we've got some dynamite PSA seven and eights coming up in the spring auction from this set. And then the first maybe 10, 15, 20 cards are going out this month, more February, more March. So yeah. you know something, that's a set that has always been intriguing that along with the uh, T205 set, because the colors just jump right out at you just jump out. T205 is tough because they just chipping and stuff, but the diamond stars that, that set has always been very, very eye appealing. I love that set. And I think it's frankly uh, an undervalued set in our market. There's a ton of Hall of Famers in it. When you, uh, when you look at a master set, some of those Hall of Famers appear in duplicate or triplicate. And we've sold some original artworks to Diamond Stars. And, and to your point, they're just beautiful. They've got tremendous color, great detail. So I, I love that set. I'm really happy that we get to work with this one that was just consigned. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that does. Good. Good for young collect young new collectors, relatively new, uh, to collectors to look into that. If they're affordable, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yes. And, so you know, you can buy really nice mid grade cards for for you know prices that won't break the bank and yeah. uh, 108 cards in a basic set. So really, really good project. You know, Brian, I was at a card show uh, about three days ago down here in, in West Palm Beach at the West Palm Beach Convention Center. You know, and I really. I was with a friend of mine, Staten Island Joe, uh, Rico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we took, we really took our time walking around and it was, it was a little disheartening to be honest with you. I mean, there were, I don't know, maybe 200 tables. I'll bet you there were not more than four or five vintage tables. They were all modern mm -hmm. and ultra modern, uh, tables, baseball, basketball, football, you name it. I thought that that market was was kind of slowing down a little bit, but it was interesting that the crowd was, uh, I would say the average age was probably in their 20s, 30s, maybe late 30s. Yeah. Um, so that that market is is really still, I mean, is the vintage market still holding its own? I guess that's my question. Of course it is. Yeah, so vintage, oh. I mean, in my opinion, we, we deal with almost vintage exclusively, and um, so no, no signs of slowing down. I mean, there's been little blips on the radar here and there, but by and large, it's held its own tremendously well. Modern, you know, my grandmother would say there's a shoe for every foot. So there's tons of collectors out there that love the modern players and love the modern cards. And, uh, you know, frankly, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. It's not my cup of tea per se, but whatever gets people into the hobby maybe in five or 10 years, they start dipping their toes in the older stuff. So exactly. Exactly. It's all good. Well, I, I, I and I don't have a, oh, come on, Tom. Yes, you do. Cause you no, know, I, you were, yeah, yeah, Rick, yeah. I'll I, I tell you what I have the problem. No, with. come on. We, I, we, you and I is, talk, here's what I have the problem with. All right. I have the problem with, uh, again, we've, 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 I know we've, we've beat the hell out of it. Manufactured rarities. I have a problem with, creating something because you can create it. So if you're, if, you know, if it's going to be a, a, a Justin Herbert Panini ultra modern plasma, whatever with zero stripes on it, it's mm -hmm. one of one. That's what I have the problem with Rico, that it's a manufactured rarity as opposed okay. to that rare 33 Gaudi Babe Ruth PSA eight or PSA nine. Your uh, age or your your uh, the your time that p guys did that, but you also have to think about the future of the of the industry. These guys they want these players. They see them. You know what I mean. There's some heroes. Oh, they love their guys. They it's it's great that they buy. I don't have it's a great problem that with that, buy. Rick. I well, that. But so what? This so so the so there's thousands of them. So well, what? No, what I'm saying is that they're creating one of one. Some of these companies are saying, okay, this I'm gonna we're gonna make one Rico Petroselli top uh, whatever Panini yeah. card mm -hmm. with him holding a bat, and it's got a blue background. It's gonna be the only one in the world. All of a sudden, that guy that card skyrockets. Brian, am I wrong? Right? Ex explain of it. Of course, to me. yeah. Yeah, ahead, so Brian. I mean, you're you're undoubtedly correct that these manufacturers are saying that we're going to make something rare just for the sake of making it rare. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a tale as old as time. Gaudi did it with Lajouet and, and us caramel did it. And, and, you know, we've seen, we've seen this employed, I think where you're going, and I don't necessarily disagree with you is that they're doing it times a hundred. They're putting a hundred, one of ones of the same player. And, you know, I saw, I saw um, something the other day that, you know, Trevor Lawrence or, or Zion Williamson have thousands of, of one of ones already, or thousands of rookie cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are guys that have been in their respective leagues, you know, not that long. So, you know, I always advocate going into this eyes wide open. Don't get fooled by manufactured rarity. If you're going to, if you're going to invest good money in something, make sure that, you know, you, you have a, an idea of how it's performed in the past. And if you want to go to something that's tried and true, dip your toes into vintage because Babe Ruth, uh, he's not going to tear his ACL tomorrow. You know, yeah. he's not, he's not going to get right. arrested. And so, right. but see, the cus- I love that stuff. The customer that the customer wants that, uh, you know, and they, and they stay in the industry. They continue, uh, thinking from a marketing standpoint, that's, uh, you, you still have to, um, Appeal satisfy. To yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. <clears throat> Hey, what is 2023 looking like for you, Brian? What do you, what, what is your, you know, you have your finger on the pulse in the hobby. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, you know, this is going to, we're coming off of our largest year ever. We, we had more auctions last year. We did more dollar value in sales. We processed more items. So for us, 2023 is continuing that path. A lot of growth. We see, um, we see 2023 as being a really interesting year in the hobby. I think there'll be some exciting developments. I think there'll be some exciting stuff that comes to market for the first time. And, uh, you know, we're already gearing up for the national, believe it or not, which is like six, seven months away. Yeah. We're really excited to go back to Chicago and, uh, and really looking forward to putting on a, a big display there. So I'm, I'm bullish, I'm excited. And I think there's going to be a lot of great stuff coming on. You know what? The other thing is <clears throat> that I noticed at this show, this past show, this week, uh, one that I just attended and at the national, there's a lot of really uh, technological sa- savvy companies popping up. And I mean, to do anything that needs to be done, you know what I mean? It, it can be just a little niche, something in the hobby that's like that no one's thought of or a t- particular type of an app. Are, are you seeing that too, Bri? I mean, it's yeah. not to keep up with everything. No, but you're right. I mean, technology is everywhere. And, and I think that that's something that, we're embracing here at REA. We've made major investments in technology. We, we plan to um, unveil a lot of new initiatives this year, which we're pretty excited about. But yeah, there's pricing apps, there's sorting apps, there's scanning apps, there's listing apps. I mean, there's something for everyone. And um, I think everybody's trying to see what will stick and what the hobby will embrace. And But it's an exciting time. Innovation is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's early too. I mean, January, yeah, just had Christmas. People spend money you know, on gifts and all that stuff. So I think, uh, you know, as time go, goes by uh, this year, it's even going to, you know, be, be better, stronger. Oh, I think so too. You know, I, so it's good. But uh, I want to ask you about World Series programs because I love programs. And Tom, of course, you bought a ton of Red Sox uh, programs. And uh, I was thrilled. Yeah. Did yeah. you get the I, No, I didn't World get Series? those from Brian. I got those from, uh, oh, I bought those I, from, uh, from JP. Yeah. I, I bought, know. Uh, Brian, I, yeah, but I, I want Rico ask him the question about uh, you have some World Series programs in your auction. Is that kind of yeah. like a kind of like a new kind of? I, I know they've been around, but it seems to be pretty popular now. Yeah. yeah, so there's there's a big cohort of collectors that are trying to put together runs of these programs, either by team or decade or by All Star Game or World Series, and and so yeah, when we get them, we we love them. You know, periodicals and printed publications have taken a little bit of a hit compared to where they were a decade ago, but they're full of information. They're full of great pictures and they, they tell a story. So I think yeah. uh, they're not anywhere anytime soon. I, uh, uh one of, I think it was one of JP's auctions. I was, uh, I'm a Red Sox freak, as you know, I bought, uh, uh, 120 programs, uh, from every year that the Boston team existed, starting with the night, they're all scored, from 1901 through 1919, there's some pretty cool ones. And you know what I've been doing, Rick? I've been <laughs> I've been researching. I've taken my time and I'm researching every program game. So in other uh, words, they score the game. Then I go on the internet and kind of research who the pitchers were, who the winning, yeah. pitchers, what the 
what the pot, good. What the, yeah. But I like Brian, I, I, let me ask you a question in the, in some of the early ones that I have, uh, like from, let's say 1901 to 1925, I, I was able to look up the, um, the different history in each one of those games. And some of the real early ones, like 1904, five, six, seven, Red Sox may have been playing, uh, it was the Americans then, may have been playing the Detroit Tigers. And I go online, baseball reference, and it says attendance, 3,950 people. So is there a possibility that, that my 1904 program may be a one of one? I mean, how many could there be out there? So the older you go, obviously, the fewer that exist. I mean, we've handled some programs going back to the 1880s and 90s, and we asked ourselves oh. the same question. How, how many of these could have survived? So I hesitate to, to say that something's a one-on-one because we've been surprised many, many times yeah. as to what, what's hiding in basements and attics. But <laughs> really- yeah, they, they were not attended by a lot of people. They're brittle, fragile pieces of paper. So I can't imagine that many survived. Uh, we got about two minutes mm-hmm. left. Got to ask the question. I ask it to all of our big sponsors. Is fractional buying crashing? So I think we've seen changes in um, maybe the excitement level about fractionalization. I mean, I think it was a really big buzz part of the hobby for a period of time. That being said, I do think that there's a lot of potential and possibility in that still. Um, maybe it just needs a little bit of tweaking as to how it's how it's presented to our market. Um, but we've seen it's it's a huge thing in art. We've seen it in wine. We've seen it in cars. So I, I think the idea is a good one. And I think the idea is here to stay. It just may go through some it's ups It's going to be down. tweaked. Yeah. All right. Uh, your website address? RobertEdwardAuctions.com. And when does the auction end? This Sunday, we have our monthly auction ending, and then we're accepting consignments through the end of January for our big spring catalog. Fantastic. Brian, as always, we love having you. You have brought so much uh, to the show and to the hobby. And and to the, the, those who are watching and listening, the collectors. Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, it's always love being here. You guys do a great job and happy to, uh, happy to help. I I never knew Mickey Mantle had buck teeth. With yeah, that Brian. picture behind you when he was yeah. a rookie. All right, Brian, we'll gun. see you down the road. Take care. Right. Brian, Brian. Brian Dwyer from Brian. REA Auctions. Oh, great. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. I believe Scott uh, from the Collector Connection is going to join us for a few minutes. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Thank you, Brian. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden Auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field 
and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your Vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay vault is just as easy. Every card in the vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. And Rico, the eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon you're going to be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will mm-hmm. take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all of the details for your bu- viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. For more information, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers yeah. globally. Hey, before we bring it's in safe. Scotty, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Why don't yeah. you tell us about our well, friend Charlie I, Perino? I want to. I, I can't wait. You don't know how much I... I oh, just read it. All right. <laughs> uh, folks, if you want to have an absolute blast, at obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you got to check out JRI Cards. Uh, Paisan Charlie, the Iron Ripper, along with Triple H, Money Marco, the Dollar Dollar Girls, and the JR Gang give you the chance to participate in opening an unopened and sealed fresh wax or cello card pack, I should say, of your favorite sport. Who knows? You may wind up with a Nolan Ryan, an Aaron, a Montana, a Peyton, or even a Mantle. No Brady. 
It's easy. You buy in. JRI opens the pack on the live stream and you get a card. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, the guys at JRI cards will even have it graded for you. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, JRI is the hottest card pulling show on the internet. And let's not forget that JRI donates a part of their proceeds to various charities. That's JRI Cards, the breaks show that everyone is talking about. They're always digging up cardboard treasures. For a great hobby experience, go to JRICards.com. Charlie's a good man. All right, let's bring in Scotty Russell. He's Scotty a good man, too. Scotty's- yeah, we love Scotty. From the collect. You know why Scott? Scott's a little, he's a little off the rails like we are. That's why we yeah, love Yeah, well, that's good, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what it's all about. All right, Scotty, uh, your current auction is goes from the 18th to the 5th of February, correct? Tomorrow. Absolutely. All right, man, you got some cool stuff. Tell us about it. Yeah, well, and you're saying that, you've only seen a little better than half of it. We have another big upload tonight yet. Um, just really a, uh, singles and autographs are kind of the theme on this one. Um, not a lot of, you know, $50,000 cards this time, but a lot of really nice $500 to $2,000 stuff, a lot of PSA graded. Huge chunk of like 57, 61, 59 sets, PSA singles, um, commons, and stars. Uh, some 55s that we got nines on, which is always exciting. Uh, and then lots of autographs. We have a really neat a Cardinals program, but autographed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was sort of an, an expat pirate fan at the Cardinals game. When so we got the Pirates sign it. 1957. Oh, and Clemente wow. is on it, signed Bob. Which is really unusual. Very cool. Bob very Clemente, cool. yeah. Very Because well, cool. he actually didn't like to be called that, but I guess he hadn't made up his mind about that yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's got a and that's got a full PSA letter. So and then you know, we've got other nice. like, so, like this, this guy here. I don't know if it, any good. Right, can oh, you hold that geez. up again? Let's take a look at that card. Yeah. That's a Petroselli rookie. That actually 72 oh, Petroselli autographed. Very yeah, cool. yeah, that's my favorite card because uh, I must have had a good year the year before with the bat because they take it with the bat. When you have a bad year, they take it with a glove on with nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but taking it with your glove was no insult. No, I you mean, know, uh, it, it, what did you do? You remember what you batted in 71? Yeah. Did you have a good season? No. Yeah, not bad for me, you know. Hit, uh, let me see, 71. Oh, 28 home runs. 28 homers, 80 oh, nice. some ribbies, something like that. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. that, that crazy 69 season. That was a no, season. No, 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 but, uh, no, but, but it was a good one. And was that your first year at third base? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, but the, the autograph cards, it was just a, interesting that, and we talked about it earlier, about the the, the autograph. People want the autographs yeah. now. I mean, Every, every time, if you go somewhere, what do they want? Auto, they, autographs, whether yeah. it's on a piece of paper or a card. So that's, well, that's it's, it's funny, too, how the attitude towards autograph cards has changed. And yeah. Tom, I'm sure you remember the days when you did not autograph They were worthless. I remember. They were worthless. I mean, I if, remember if, that. If, you, if you got a, a, a card signed, it was like, people, what are you, nuts? Yeah, yeah, you, you just ruined the card. The card. Yep. <laughs> but now it's totally changed. Yep. As a matter of fact, Scott, I've uh, I know we've talked about it a zillion times that I've I've uh, kind of gravitated toward buying some signed cards. I picked up some really really cool stuff. I picked up a uh, 1953 Topps mantle signed oh. signed in '53 by Mantle in ink. Oh, neat! Cool, cool card. Cool. Card. Yeah, we actually have an autograph book in this auction with a early 50s mantle autograph in it Man, that's cool stuff cool. Yeah, he so, put, it's so uh, funny because it doesn't look anything like the autograph we all know did he hit circle under the uh over the eye tom do you recall i i honest, uh i don't think so rico to be okay. honest with you i know because it's it's definitely the signature is definitely different than mm. when he was signing in the 70s and 80s definitely yeah. and no, very different yeah uh so let's talk about uh you got some football cards too, man. You 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 find a little niche for the, with football cards. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of focused the the beginning of the football season auction on football, but ever since we did that one, more of it has come in because we had such success with it. So, um, yeah, and actually a decent amount of autographed football in this auction too. Very Scott, cool. you know, with the playoffs going on now, I, to me that 
I love the playoffs, uh, football, all sports. Uh, that's to me the most exciting time. And these these playoffs are pretty good this past yeah, until, week. until last night, wild card weekend yeah. was good. Yeah, well, Brady had no line. And uh, oh, listen to me, the guy's 112 years old. <laughs> so why? What the heck? Yeah. But um, no, uh, you know, does it add to the value of some uh, of these cards? I, I think anytime the excitement around the sport ratchets up, yeah, the, the cards follow. Like last year's basketball season was a bit of a dud. There wasn't any real exciting storylines, and we saw the basketball not get a playoff bump like it normally does. Right. Yeah. yeah. This year, it seems like the football playoffs are off to an exciting start, and people are excited. Scott, do you have any uh, anything in the modern uh, market that you have in this auction? Um. Yeah. You know, we had a little bit of unopened, then a little bit. I unfortunately my desk is full of vintage stuff right now, so I'm, I'm trying, scrambling trying to think. We're vintage but, guys. Uh, there's there's a little bit of uh, graded modern. I know that there's no you know big one of ones or anything like that. But I know we have rookies all the way up through the '80s uh, PSA slab. Um, but yeah, you know a lot of uh, good '50s and '60s. Actually, one of the things that you haven't seen yet is we've got a massive Yankee oddball collection in uh, Red Man's with tabs, New York Journal Americans. Wow. So really neat collection of Burke Ross full panels. Wow. Very cool. Um, so a lot of neat stuff that you don't <laughs> see every day. Not the most expensive stuff in the world. Uh, Dixie lid premiums. Ah. You know, not the little lids, but the one just saved up the lids and sent away for. Yeah. Very so, cool. Some unusual stuff you don't see. What about memorabilia? Anything in the way of memorabilia? Actually, yeah. Um, we've got three Pirates game issued jerseys. Uh, Jeff King, Orlando Merced, and Zane Smith. Um, tons of autographs, uh, not just the ones on cards, but programs, tickets, um, you know, just, uh, kind of a little bit of everything. Uh, Scott, uh, do you ever come across, uh, or do, is, are they in your auctions or any hats, hats, old you know, hats? I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever had like an actual major leaguer owned cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think even, I've had autographed like souvenir caps. But yeah. I don't think I've ever actually had anybody's actual cap. I've had I've had cleats. I had Goose Gossage's cleats, cleats, but I've never had yeah. a hat. Rico, do you have any of your gamers? Any? Do you have any game use hats at home? Yeah, no. Uh, I got uh, spikes. You know, uh, shoes. Uh, I have uh, sweatshirts, bats. bats yeah, um, no hats though, huh? No hats. No, yeah. I told you. The sixty-seven. I went with the, uh, there were so many people on the field. I oh, wanted some- that hat, and I. My, I got still got in indentations in my Someone head. Someone grabbed it. Somebody grabbed it. Some kid. And he <laughs> took off. Uh, oh, I was just swearing at him, but uh, I would have liked that. <laughs> my well, what are you talking about? Lomborg was half naked by the oh, time he yeah, got into right. the right? Yeah. No, but uh, I was wondering, you know, if we have all, all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, I never really hats. thought about it. Never oh, got I like to have one. a Babe Ruth hat. Uh, well, uh, you have to talk to Dave Wells. Well, Dave Wells. Oh, that yeah, David yeah. Wells had one. That's right. Yeah, oh, he wow. wore it in a game, got fined for it. No kidding. He I, wore a, right. ba- a real Babe Ruth hat in that's a game. Right. That's right. Oh, he gosh. did get he did get fined for that. You know, Rico, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, you played in the golden age of baseball, and think about some of that memorabilia that passed by you. You know what I mean? Not that you were gonna like, but I'm just saying, you know. Oh uh, yeah, a game Yaz triple crown stuff. Exactly, uh, Yaz's triple one of his triple crown bats. Or yeah. uh, and, and by the way, Scott, real quickly, I got a uh, I got a text from uh, John Tobby from JT uh, oh, yeah. Sports. <laughs> he texts me, he says, "Hey, I just got a Rico bat in. It's thirty eight <laughs> inches." And 44, 43 or forty four ounces. He said yeah. it looks like a log. He says, <laughs> he says, can you ask Rico if he if it's if it's a gamer or a BP? Yeah, I, I texted it. Rico. Rico says, well, I did use it in a game, and I went zero for four with four strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, not true. Catching up to the but fastball I, that long. I, you, I used it a couple of times because it, uh, was, so let it me was, try it. It was primarily a BP uh, bat, though, Rico. Yes, yeah, yeah, but uh, but I used it in the in the game. I hit the ball, but boy, can you imagine guys like uh, Clemente, one hundred eighty pounds, one hundred eighty five pounds, using a forty forty ounce bat? No, uh, it, it's so they're so strong. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to get it around. 
All right, Scotty, what is your uh, address of the website? When does it the end collect- again? Yep, thecollectorconnection.com, and it ends February 5. All right, oh, listen, for great. our viewers and listeners, before we leave, this guy, <laughs> this guy, uh, you know, this is a really very, very cool auctions site. You know why? Because everybody can afford it, and that's what he's all about. That's yeah, great. You know, yeah. he's, you're not going to, unless, unless, and I hope it happens to you, you're not going to find a $4 million Wagner card. Not or, yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but. He's got cards uh, and mirror beer for everyone. You, you'll right, be able to do a lot of damage to your PSA set singles, even your commons in this auction, without having to buy extra. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. All right, Scott. That's great, uh, we'll Scott. see you down the road. Great and, talking uh, with you, Scott. Good luck with the auction. We'll see Always you. good having you. And thanks Thank for you. authenticating the card, Rico. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Rick. Listen, we're just All about right. out of uh, stay, stay, uh, stay warm, stay cold, stay whatever you are. Do some fishing. Have yeah. a great week. Say hi I'm to Elsie. You too. Hi to Ellen. Yep. And Chrissy and David, thanks for all your help. And to our viewers and listeners. Have a martini or two. Tonight. Okay. Uh, Thank you all for the support. Remember, subscribe, share the show on Facebook if you can. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really want to expand our platform. With that being said, I love you, Rick. Send me money because he doesn't pay anything. So, (laughs) God, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.